Hello and welcome to the GTR News Brief. It's Wednesday, August the 5th, and here are a few of the top stories from the world of trade and trade finance this week. French bank Natixis has accused oil trader Sugi Energy of conspiring with scandal-hit trading house Hontop over fraudulent crude oil transactions in Singapore. Natixis alleges that Sugi forged documents and created fake trade transactions with Hontop to get financing from the bank. Last month, Hontop became yet another oil trader in the region to be embroiled in scandal after accusations of fraud by CIMB Bank. Natixis's allegations against Sugi bear many similarities to that case and were both uncovered after alarms were raised by oil major BP. However, they do relate to separate trades. A British government committee has launched a fresh inquiry into the activities of UK export finance following criticism of the agency's project choice, target setting and lack of user friendliness. The International Trade Committee, which is a cross-party group of MPs, is seeking feedback on several questions related to the export credit agency's operations and engagement with stakeholders. A UKEF spokesperson tells GTL that the ECA is committed to ensuring that no viable UK export fails for lack of finance from the private sector. The agency supports exporters through loan guarantees and direct lending, among other products. In other news, The European Council has imposed sanctions against entities and individuals in China, Russia and North Korea in response to high-profile cyber attacks on logistics networks, as well as automotive companies and banks. The Council enacted the measures against three entities and six individuals responsible for or involved in the incidents. These included the attempted cyber attack against the Organisation for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons in 2018 and the 2017 attacks known as WannaCry and NotPetya. The sanctions imposed on July 30th include travel bans and asset freezes. In addition, EU persons and entities are forbidden from making funds available to those blacklisted. Now we provide a closer analysis of a major story from last week. The UK's top sanctions regulator has issued landmark guidance for all companies involved in maritime trade. The Office of Financial Sanctions Implementation is instructing them to pay closer attention to vessel behaviour, company structures and potentially forged documents. Offside warns that a variety of tactics are deployed to confuse or conceal the identities of vessels, cargo, routes and ports all of which means banks, insurers, traders and others could be unwittingly exposed to the illicit movement of goods and funds. Earlier, I spoke to senior reporter John Basquill about the new guidance and how players in maritime trade will be affected. So the first important change here is that the focus of the UK sanctions regulator, um, OFSI, is widening. So when it comes to to maritime trade, regulators have traditionally focused on financial institutions, so typically international banks, maybe insurers to an extent. Um, now it's all companies or individuals uh, which operate in or with the maritime shipping sector. Um, some of the examples in the guidance are petroleum companies uh, and refineries, anyone involved in customs controls, uh, flag registries, industry associations and, and so on. Um, But another really important part of this is it's a shift in the kind of information those companies are expected to obtain and monitor. 
So it's not just a case of carrying out due diligence when you're onboarding a client. Um, guidance uh, kind of really emphasizes that there has to be an ongoing process where the behavior of individual ships is monitored. Um, so that could be port visits, cargo being loaded on or off, um, as well as where the vessel ownership and registration, uh, uh, monitoring all that stuff. The documents have to be examined uh, for every trade transaction and again on an ongoing basis. Uh, and crucially, all of that has to be applied across the entire supply chain. So John, Offsize Guidance follows hot on the heels of a similar advisory announced by OFAC in May. To what extent is there a new regulatory trend in maritime trade? That, that's right. We're, we're definitely seeing this as a trend. The uh, OFAC advisory was a long time in the making. and It didn't really come as a huge surprise, um, but it really was a landmark moment in terms of how uh, sanctions controls are applied to the maritime trade sector. And based on the conversations we've been having, um, industry people were expecting authorities in other jurisdictions to follow the lead of the US on this. Um, which is what's now happened in the UK. Uh, it wouldn't be a huge surprise to see something maybe from the UN Security Council, given uh, they've made heavy use of maritime tracking tools themselves, you know, behavioral analytics, uh, analytics um, in a series of reports looking at uh, North Korea and how, how North Korea evades sanction controls. Um, so for example, that could be exporting coal to China. Um, this is all speculation, but beyond the UN, uh, the US and the UK, it's feasible there could be something similar from the EU or from regulators in Singapore, Hong Kong, South Korea. Um, we're not sure yet, but ultimately this doesn't look like a phase that will just fade away. It feels like a regulatory trend. And John, what are the main red flags companies are being warned to watch out for? One of the, one of the main red flags is ships that disable the systems that report their location via satellite. Um, so those are automatic identification systems or, or AIS. Ships are, uh, are supposed to transmit their location at all times. Um, and those AIS signals can, can be lost for, for perfectly legitimate reasons. Um, but switching them off deliberately, which is known as going dark um, or manipulating those signals, that can be a sign of illicit activity. And Offsea says in the guidance that companies could consider contacting ships when they go dark uh, to try and find out what's going on. Uh, they could include clauses and in contracts, switch off clauses, um, again, for when a ship goes dark. Um, or they could use uh, analytics tools that combine ship location data with other, other points of information, other data points, to give a more rounded picture of the, of the potential risk. Um, another red flag is ship-to-ship -ship transfer, so where cargo is moved from one vessel to another at sea. And again, those uh, transfers aren't uncommon and they can be perfectly legitimate, um, but there is growing evidence that ship-to-ship -ship transfers have been used to move illicit cargo, um, for example, oil or petroleum products from Iran. Um, uh, and then a third example of red flags is around trade documents. Um, Obviously, documents can be forged or tampered with. Uh, you know, that could be bills of lading, invoices, insurance paperwork, and so on. And we've seen quite a lot of that recently with the fraud claims in Singapore uh, in the oil trading sector. Um, uh, and in this guidance, Offsea says companies dealing with those kinds of documents should always check their validity with the relevant uh, institution involved. Um, and should also look out for front companies or shell companies that might be uh, involved somewhere in a transaction. And John, where are the main high-risk areas? Um, so the four jurisdictions mentioned by Offsea are Iran, Libya, North Korea, and Syria. 
Um, and there are subtle differences in how those regimes tend to try and get around sanction controls. Um, it's probably fair to say Iran and North Korea are the more high profile, um, given the strength of US sanctions against them, the sheer amount of research, uh, like those UN reports I mentioned, um, uh, the sheer amount of research that's gone into how, how they evade sanctions and, and continue trading. Um, but the guidance is actually quite broad. Um, it uh, obviously says enhanced due diligence or further check should be applied whenever dealing with high-risk regions, but also um, it says when passing through or near waters where non-compliant actors are known to operate. Um, so it's really quite broad. Uh, also part of the issue is some sanctions aren't against individual countries, but against regimes uh, such as ISIS or Al-Qaeda. Um, so essentially that means companies, anyone involved in, in maritime trade, uh, would have to track the government's full list of sanctioned countries, sanctioned regimes, sanctioned companies and individuals as well. Thanks for listening to this episode of the GTR News Brief. We'll have more stories from the world of trade and trade finance soon. The music used for this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod with his track Loopster, as well as South London Hi-Fi with their track Sunrise Drive. Thanks for listening.